Hello guys and welcome to Odson UEFA qualifications for the World Cup. We have two tickets left uh, on Tuesday, so we are going to analyze both games, Poland-Sweden and Portugal-North Macedonia with Álvaro and Dani Fisichella. And with you, let me know what you think in the comment section and don't forget to press the like and subscribe. And now let's go on with the show. Last two tickets for the World Cup, and we have El Zorro and Álvaro Romeo with us. How are you guys? I thought very El Zorro bad. was me. Very bad. Very yeah. bad. We have a, a very embarrassed individual here. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not, not sure I'm going to show my face yet. What has happened here? What has happened? Oh, We're well, going right. to analyze Portugal Italy because North Macedonia gave us a huge surprise, but we will analyze the game later. Let's start with Poland Sweden. Remember, guys, one game, the winner goes to the World Cup if there is a draw. After 120 minutes, they go to penalties and we have Poland, Sweden. Sweden, as you predicted, guys, tough game, KG1 under 2.5 goals, even going to the extra time at the end. They beat Czech Republic because Sweden uh, have more uh, power and uh, better players, I would yeah. say, than Czech Republic. But this is going to be tough, eh? playing in Poland. It's never easy. Three victories, one draw, one defeat when they were playing at home in the qualification group be, uh, behind England. Alvaro, we see Poland as slightly favorites to win this game. Yes, they are, but uh, you know, I'm not going to compromise too much uh, when it comes to the full-time uh, result because, you know, the Poland are playing at home. You're absolutely right. And at home, they've been you know, good enough to be in these playoffs, but uh, they have lost uh, their last six games against Sweden. Uh, the last one being uh, in Euro 2020 or 2021 when they lost 3-2 in June. Mm, so I think that uh, Sweden lately, uh, over the last decade, has gotten uh, the best of the Polish side. So, you know, I, this one is difficult to predict. Uh, of course, Poland is going to be more rested than the Swedish uh, team because you know, uh, they didn't play uh, a competitive game. Uh, the Swedes have to play a very tough game against the Czech Republic. Um, I think at Poland, they rely a lot on Lewandowski, but they've got some other good strikers up front. Uh, but Lewandowski scored eight goals in the qualifiers, three goals in the Euro, and I mentioned the Euro because those are the most competitive games that you can, you can play here in European soil. And uh, Robert Lewandowski was rested in the game against Scotland, so he's going to be the focal point of uh, Czeslav Mitsienev uh, side. Uh, when it comes to Sweden, yes, uh, they beat the Czech Republic. I thought that they were going to have less possession than the Czechs, to be honest. I didn't foresee them having more the ball um, than the Czech Republic. I think that Sweden normally is a team that sits back, and I expect them to sit back again here against Poland, away from home. Um, has to be said that Sweden didn't defend too well either because in the last minutes of the game against Czech Republic, Kutsa and especially Peckhardt had really glorious chances to uh, send the Swedish out 
of uh, the World Cup uh, 2022. But finally, uh, Sweden prevailed um, with that goal from uh, the substitute Robin Quasson, uh, who scored in the extra time. Uh, we know the style about the, the Swedish style. I mean, they conceded only six goals um, in qualifiers, uh, six goals in nine games, because they didn't concede the other day against the Czech Republic either, but they didn't defend perfectly. I want to remark this again. I mean, uh, the Czech Republic had a glorious chances to uh, make it to this, uh, let's call it final. Um, the crowd is going to be roaring, that's for sure, because it's been a sellout. 54,000 uh, supporters here in uh, Sorso, uh, where uh, the team Rook Sorso plays, by the way. I couldn't yeah. pronounce it very well. Uh, look, you know, if, if there are some odds for the cards already, you can think about it because Poland is the second team with most falls in the qualifiers and Sweden is the sixth. Let's uh, remember or let's remind everyone that Europe has over 50 countries. Well, Poland and Sweden make a lot of faults. So if there is the cards market available for you, have a look at it. I'm going to go for the following, though. Uh, it's a handicap zero in the first half for Sweden. I like that one. Uh, that is very good. Basically, if they win, you win. And if they draw, you get a stake refund. I love that one. Or something much more adventurous, but it's worth remarking because it triples up your bet. An Asian handicap of minus 0.25 for Sweden in the first half, meaning that um, if they win the first half, you win. And if they draw it, you get half a lose. Do you know how much that pays? 3.15. And I think that is all down to the Lewandowski factor. The only thing that uh, unbalances this tire, in my opinion, according to the bookies, uh, or for the bookies, is Robert Lewandowski. But Sweden, it's as good as Poland, really. We saw it in the Euro. Uh, they are even better than them, or they've been better than them. So yeah, yeah. it's uh, totally logical to think that Sweden can uh, go through in this game. And another one that I would like here, the Asian Handicap Corners minus one for Poland. For what I said before, Poland is playing at home. Uh, Poland are going to attack more and Sweden is very happy su to sit back and wait. So that one uh, is a handicap minus one for Sweden. Uh, let me find it for you because it may have changed uh, in corners. Uh, that could be 196. So yeah, I like that one too. I think uh, this game could suit a lot Sweden. We know that Sweden like to uh, defend, uh, sit back, hit you in the counter. If they need to take the initiative, sometimes they struggle. And they did struggle, I think, against the Czech. They didn't really create a lot of clear-cut chances apart from set pieces. And they started crossing a lot of balls in the box. And, you know, if you make it a physical game against the Czech, you're probably going to struggle. Look at the goal that Sweden scored. As soon as they put the ball on the floor and try to play uh, passes and quick movements, they find the unlocking of the Czech Republic defense. But other than that, I think they did struggle a little bit in terms of creativity. So now, if they sit back and hit on the counter, it could help them and pr probably could be a same game plan as the one they did at the Euros. At the Euros, Sweden won 3-2, but they were losing. Poland had to win. And then in the end, they were unbalanced and uh, Forsberg, I think, scored the third goal. But when it comes to the Poles, a uh, very disappointing game in Scotland. They should have lost. You know, Scotland had a lot, a lot of chances. It was a stoppage time penalty from Piontek who rescued them. And there is a big question mark on this Poland side because uh, the manager, Czesław Michemczyk, he was the first game in charge against 
replaced Scotland for him. He replaced Paulo Sosa, who three months ago decided uh, to go uh, to uh, Flamengo. So they were left without the manager and had to find somebody really quickly to fill the void. And they decided to go for the experience. You know, Michevinic is the former Legia Warsaw uh, manager. He won the Extra Classe in 2021. He won the Extra Classe with Zaglevi and Lublin in 2006, 2007. Then he took charge in between of the, the, the under 21 and did well, qualified for the 2019 uh, championship. But you know, he also is a manager that this season, considering how bad did um, Legia Warsaw did, he was sacked in October back in the scene, in the national scene, uh, where this character that, you know, some people say is also been involved in match fixing in Poland, <laughs> but, you know, it probably might not matter, might not matter for this game, but, you know, it is, a, it is a guy that only has a contract until the end of the year. He might be sacked before. If he loses the playoff, that's a close in a contract, he might extend the contract beyond 2022, but everything is in one game for a team that, as I said, is not, not really impressive. Of course, there is a Lewandowski factor, but then if you look at the, the other players on the side, experienced, uh, they play in good teams in Europe, like you know Zielinski uh, plays uh, for Napoli, uh, Krikoviak has a past playing in the Premier League at a decent uh, level, but then you know Milik, okay, plays for Matica, Marseille. Stani, the, 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 no, I was going to say the real Polish guy, Matika. But, but he's the, he's the novelty. <laughs> Matikash yeah. and Zurkowski, who plays for Empoli, probably are the two big novelties and two the big the two big things you should get excited about this Poland side. You know, Matikash, three goals in the Premier League, few assists, very good player for Aston Villa. Zurkowski, newly promoted with Empoli in Serie A, five goals so far this season. They should play, and then the rest. You know, it's always. The, the same old, same old. You can, you can name the Poland, Poland side, you know, Grosicki, of course, Zieliski, Bernardek, Szczesny, Gold didn't play against Poland. Can they do it? You know, it's not a great scoring team. You know, they only won four of the last eight games at home, but including Andorra, San Marino, a draw against England. England kind of threw it away in that uh, game. I'm really interested to see what kind of game they play because with, with Paulo Sosa, they were trying to play more a possession football style. Let's see what kind of, what do they do with the new uh, manager. I got two odds, two best odds for this one. Uh, the first one for me would be under two goals. It is conservative. So 1-1, one, 2-0 one, each way, you get your money back. Only one goal in the game and you win 195. And the second one, I also consider the fact um, that the last five Sweden games have finished both to score no. So only one team scored in the last five Sweden games, sometimes Sweden, sometimes the opposition. You know, They lost, of course, to Georgia. Uh, these obviously stats that you can find on Oxpedia. And the second one, I would say first half draw. So, you know, nil-nil perhaps first half. 195. Mm, I think we agree that it's going to be an under, a very cagey one. Both teams are going to be cautious. That's why mm. the goals market, uh, if we go for under, we have to go, as you mentioned, no? under two goals, pays 
2.04 under 2.5 pays very low 1.59 perhaps is good for an ACA same as what happened for instance with the Sweden Czech Republic that we saw on Thursday remember also that Sweden lost against Greece Georgia and Spain playing away in the qualification so they've been struggling when they are traveling outside their country in this qualification round uh, I guess uh, for what I heard you both kind of expect uh, Sweden to go through, although you are cautious, right? Mm, I look, I like what Daniel uh, mentioned. Uh, I fully agree with him. Uh, if I have to plump uh, for over 2.5 or under 2.5, I mean, for me, it's kind of a no-brainer. Then, you know, football may end up embarrassing you, but I think that under 2.5 goals is more likely. And then I do believe that there are very good odds for Sweden to draw, for example, in the first half, or even to, to get a marginal win in the first half, and then who knows what will happen, you know, but I think that the value is over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, 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 if I have to say, potentially, I, I would say for Sweden to qualify at this one, to be fair. I don't see the home advantage being so massive uh, for Poland, but, you know, again, a big question mark depending how they approach the game. The thing with the Swedish is that they've been really competitive over the last four years. Really, well, we I know mean, it. they've been, they've been the, yeah, you know it, Daniele. Uh, yeah. Spain knows it very well, Spain, believe me. And they have been a little bit the thermometer to, to measure how good you are. I remember that England in World Cup 2018, was it? Uh, yeah. You know, they beat them, but uh, Sweden. Bigfoot really Big was the best best man on the pitch in that game. I mean, he made three saves. You know, England won comfortably and 2-0, but yeah, yeah. great game for Bigfoot. It, it is a team that can really put you to the sword, physical, yeah. technical as well. You know, Kulusevski is in good form. Isaac is good. They still got Ibrahimovic. You never know, they might throw it in. Uh, it, it, look, it might not be the most inspiring team to watch, but uh, yeah. it, it is it is a real test. I, I lived in Sweden for, for a year and I played football there. And I think that it, I had a stereotype that, Sw- that Swedish players, they were going to be quite physical, but uh, they play a lot of indoors football as well in winter because obviously the leagues stop from uh, mid-November until mid-April. And they play a lot of indoors football and they develop a really good technique in there too. So don't underestimate the Swedish players. I think that they technically they are quite gifted as well. Mm-hmm. And they know how to suffer and compete, uh, Danny was uh, remembering. And also Alvaro, no? four years ago, they got their ticket to the Russian World Cup playing in Milano against Italy and uh, defended that uh, one nil. So now they have to go to Poland and also for sure they are going to compete. And also Alvaro mentioned that it's very hard to predict uh, football and we saw it again on Thursday, there was a comment actually in our video that the video aged very bad, but apart from that Italy nor Macedonia that no one could predict it, uh, actually you were right in most of your predictions, even Alvaro was this close to win uh, his ACA, so now in Porto, we have Portugal North Macedonia I guess, Danny, you of course watched that game very closely the Italy North Macedonia, I expect a very different one because Portugal is completely different from Italy, they have a lot of power in the box North Macedonia against Italy, they sat uh, very low and they didn't uh, concede many chances in terms of the goalkeeper uh, having to save many many clear chances they Italy had many many corners but Portugal they have much more firepower they are way better than Italy when they are coming uh, to the box so I guess it's going to be a different game perhaps a little bit more open than the Italy nor Macedonia I expect to be a different game and you're right Dimitrieski 
didn't make massive saves. A couple of punches here and there, a couple of times he came out. And yeah, he did a, mess, he did a massive mistake that almost gifted Berardi the goal when they were trying to build from the back. But apart from that, really, they defended quite comfortably in Macedonia because that shows you how poor of idea, how poor of inspirations were Italy. Uh, when it came to the final third, the, the ball simply didn't move quick enough and yeah many players they looked a little bit scared even to have a shot on goal they overthought every single passes with every single shot and in the end what Macedonia did they sat back with five they put a, a, a man on top of Giorginio Bardi completely nullified Giorginio and then they basically what they were doing all the time was shuffling from right to left left to right, right to left, left to right, and try to uh, block a shot, uh, put a couple of bodies in front of the keeper and so on and so on. And in the end, they survived. Of course, it wasn't always comfortable for them, but it was never going to be. And in the end, you know, they won the game, I have to say, deservedly, because that was the only way they could have won it. They could only have won it with a shot from distance, taking the chance. They had two shots in, in the entire game. They, they took the chance at the end with uh, Tricoski. It's a mistake from Giorginio and Bastoni who do not make a foul. It's a mistake from Donnarumma who gets a goal from 30 minutes, which is simply embarrassing. But, you know, credit to Macedonia because that was the only way they could have won the game. Look, there is a fundamental difference between the way Italy lost to Sweden in 2017 and this defeat. In 2017, we lost against a team that attacked us when they played in Solna, they created a problem that had an idea of how to play and, you know, they had a plan to hurt us. Macedonia had nothing of it. They just knew they were going to defend from the first minute until the last minute. But, you know, in the end, it worked for them. I think what's going to happen in this game against Portugal, Italians are going to look like, uh, are going to see what actually a team that has got quality in the last third is going to do to Macedonia. I've also watched the highlights of Portugal against Turkey. Portugal had good chances, created a lot of, you know, shots on target. You know, Ronaldo didn't score, but Jota was on form and they had a lot of other players that can move the ball and pass them much, much better. So I think uh, despite Portugal had their own issues against Turkey, Turkey were able to go in behind a few times. But, you know, uh, this is a chance that the Portuguese are not going to miss. Okay, North Macedonia, uh, they're going to be with the best two players who were missing the game in Palermo because Elmas and Kostadinov were um, suspended. So they're going to get Elmas and Kostadinov back. And, you know, that obviously is going to strengthen their team. But, you know, um, I cannot see them uh, really... A troubling uh, Portugal. We'd also talked about they were really poor after the Euros as well. Uh, they didn't beat top teams. Yes, I know they beat Germany in route to qualify for uh, this uh, World Cup, but that was under the previous manager, was under Angeloski, was a different uh, crop of players as well. I really don't see them. Uh, to, to be able to do it, it will be the story of the year, probably of the decade. I can't see it, but no. Having said that, congratulations to them. I think they deserve to be there, not because they play beautifully, but because they were effective and they won the game in the only possible way they could have won. Going to the odds, uh, high-scoring game. Uh, Portugal are not going to miss the chances that Italy did miss, and they're going to create lots. That's why I'm going to go. My first one is over three goals that pays 220 
And if you want to be a little bit more conservative and go for a home win, uh, there is the Asian handicap minus 1.75, 1.92, which means if Portugal wins by only two goals, you lose half your stake. They win by three goals, you win 1.92. Mm, Alvaro, let's talk about uh, Portuguese problems uh, because they are far from perfect. Uh, they were shaky again against Turkey. They dominated the game. While, um, once they conceded the goal, again, they were shaky. Turkey missed a penalty. We saw the same problems against Serbia playing at home. Even at the Euros, they were struggling against every single team, including Hungary. So for the North Macedonia optimistic guys, uh, they can hurt uh, Portugal, especially in the back. They are not controlling uh, 100% the games, even uh, if against uh, in the last game against Turkey, they didn't play against a holding midfielder. For instance, uh, William Carvalho, that you know him well from Betis, yeah. he was on the bench and they lost control of the game at some point. Yeah, I believe that they needed probably at some point somebody more physical uh, playing in midfield. Uh, the truth is that uh, Pepe wasn't there because he's still suffering from COVID-19. Ruben Diaz is injured. And of course, whoever is going to play in Portugal in the, in the defense is not going to give you the solidity of Ruben Diaz and Pepe. Those two are fantastic together. And um, yeah, I think that Portugal, you know, I think that they deserve to go through. Uh, they beat Turkey. Not comfortably, but they beat them. And I think that the the best possible reflection of how difficult the game was for Portugal was uh, the manager Fernando Santos just smoking a cigarette after the game. Yeah, because he, 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 he suffered. The tension was very palpable in there, but I think that this is European football right now. I think that in Europe right now, the level is quite high. I was very impressed with Euro 2020 because I thought that uh, many teams were very good, even in the group of Portugal uh, during the Euro, in the Euro. Hungary. Hungary was, was good. I mean... You know, they ended up not getting the results uh, because uh, they were playing in the same group with Portugal, uh, with Germany and with France. But I, I just want to go through a chain of events, a sequence for us to understand how competitive European, European football is right now. Do you know how the Euro ended? It was France against Switzerland, draw. Switzerland against Spain, a draw. Spain against Italy, a draw. Italy against England, a draw. So basically, you follow that chain of events and uh, you realize that uh, the world that defines European football right now is, uh, I would say, equality, uh, competitiveness. I mean, there is no team standing out and the best reflection of that is the fact that Italy are going to be out of the, of the World Cup uh, despite having won the Euro. So, and another thing that has to be said, entering the Euro is easy. I mean, because there are 24 spots. But entering the World Cup is not so easy because there are only 13. And in the 21st century, we have seen the Netherlands missing two World Cups, Italy missing two World Cups, um, Greece as a European champion not making it to the World Cup 2006. So, you know, I think that we shouldn't take as granted qualification for the World Cup. Uh, coming into this game, I would say that uh, Portugal are the big favourites. I'm going to back Portugal. I totally agree with you, Edu. I think that the difference between Portugal and Italy is firepower. In fact, there are many critics now to Tiro Immobile because uh, he couldn't score the other day against North Macedonia. I wouldn't put it on him. But the truth is that Portugal can play with uh, Diogo Jota, Joe Felix played only 20 minutes, that tells you a lot, and he's in the form of his life. Cristiano Ronaldo is up there. You know, 
Portugal. Leao, Leao. Leao. Great, great and, and season in Milan. Otavio was the big surprise. Otavio, yeah. Otavio scored one goal. Um, Gonzalo Guedes from Valencia, a decent striker. Yeah. A very, very fast one. Didn't play a minute as well. So, you know, the options are there. So, I think that that firepower is going to make the difference in this game. So, you know, I chose a, a huge range of uh, odds because I believe that all of them are quite uh, feasible, really. Like, for example, the halftime, full-time, home and home. Portugal winning the first half, keeping the win in the second half, 175. Portugal to score in both halves, 190. Asian handicap minus 1.75 for Portugal, 187. My favorite here, over 1.5 goals in the second half, 191. And uh, the one that gives you more money will be probably the most speculative. Maybe don't go for this one. Uh, Portugal to win both halves, 2.5. But I am more than happy to stay with the over 1.5 goals in the second half, meaning that, you know, uh, you will be making 191 if that happens. Or why not? Uh, Portugal to score in both halves, 1.9. Mm, for sure, North Macedonia have to make a different plan compared to the game in Palermo. Portugal is completely different. They have uh, big strikers and you both rely on Portugal. A shame that we are not going to analyze <laughs> Wales and Gareth Bale in the final because we have to wait until June to see the third ticket to the World Cup in the European area. If you look can't at wait, the... Edu. If you, look, if you look at the video we did before, I had zero doubts that Bale was going to score. Yeah, yeah, I think no one had any doubts. It's just the way it is. A great player, it's a great player. We can all agree to that. Match winner, he's a match winner. Exactly, yeah. he's, uh, yeah. he's a great player. No one can uh, <laughs> say anything about him. Another thing is his professionalism and uh, how dedicated he is to the daily tasks. But this is another thing, Alvaro, that we can talk in our La Liga show to finish this game. And since uh, you were also very close to get your ACA corrected in the previous week, let's go with your ACAs for these uh, two games. We can always combine, make a double or whatever you choose. Let's start with you, Danny. Okay, Poland-Sweden, first half, nil-nil, the pace 243, then Portugal to score in both halves, and Portugal half-time, full-time. You combine all the three, you get 8.12. And Alvaro, yours? Ambitious by Daniele, I like that one. Uh, my one, I'm just uh, putting two, two odds together. It would be Asian Handicap Zero in the first half for Sweden and Portugal to score in both halves, as I said before. That pays four. But if you want to spice it up a little bit, for example, you can choose the over 1.5 in the second half uh, in the game between Portugal and North Macedonia. And that would more or less uh, put you in the region of eight, eight uh, euros, dollars, pounds, whatever you, you bet on. Well, guys, thank you. It's always a pleasure to analyze with you the national teams. Uh, sorry again, Danny, and see okay. you next week. See you in the US. See you in the US, maybe. Bye. See <laughs> you later. <laughs> Tough games to predict. Uh, we don't expect many goals in Poland. We expect Portugal to kick out uh, North Macedonia, but we want to know your opinion. Let me know what you think in the comment section. As always, also press the like and subscribe. And if you prefer, we have a podcast for you. Thanks. Bye-bye.